You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody out there and welcome back to another brand new episode. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. This is not a rerun? No. Cool. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> Fresh like the bread. Oh my gosh. Well, let me just say this. 2020 sucks. Yeah? So what we should do is go back to 2019 and talk about some stuff from that year. That everybody still cares about, I'm sure. But we're moving forward, Cliff. We we hate looking <laughs> backwards. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> wait, are we going to put some things in order? That's <laughs> As my favorite we do. thing to do. As we do. Is we... taking things and putting them in front of and behind other things. <laughs> uh, compare them to each other. Yes. Set them in stone. I love it. Yes, we are doing the Pooba Awards. Okay, Dino. Lights. <laughs> He must be joking. Oh, no, he's quite serious. And this is only the introduction. When are you going to face facts? People are sick of your films. Now I know what they mean by a captive audience. Speak, oh, exalted grand Puma. Must be that cookie hat he's wearing. And now for our feature attraction, the Puma. Favorite awards. I am not a fanatic. How many years has this been? Oh man, I should have uh, checked. Yeah, I don't even know. It's been it's been a few. Mm-hmm. Well, we just did our fourth movie preview, so we've probably been yeah. doing the that's probably just as long. Well, actually, I think I know how how, how long because twenty sixteens was never released. <laughs> that's the the, the fabled. <laughs> that's our only lost episode. Seven hour recording. Yeah. Oh man, that was. Yeah. We never released that, but so we. We have released, I think, just, okay, so just 17, 18, and then that, that yeah, seems. That's mm-hmm. So we should like set a goal, a patron goal, for if we hit a certain amount of patrons, then that episode oh, will be released. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're doing, looking back at the movies we saw last year, putting them in order. I, of course, you always are. saw the most. You are. Yeah, and you're going to let me know when you have seen the movie yes. because and kind of where is, it is on your list. This is a one-man operation. You, this, you, you are the movie guru. You travel. You go out of your way to see as yeah. many movies as you can. And me and Cliff just follow up the rear when we can. Mm, true. So this is your opinion as of today, subject yeah. to change in the future. Absolutely. But as of this snapshot in history... These were the best movies in twenty. What's funny about this podcast now has become a uh, this when we record this. That's it. I'm not watching anything else from last year <laughs> ever. <laughs> so it's like I've literally cannot make myself go watch something. It's hard to because now I'm just like okay, I can put 2019 away. Hmm. Up till today, it's like okay, I could still watch something from last year. Get it on the list. It's kind of that's really not that healthy. <laughs> right. know, to have that kind of compulsion uh, I don't know this That's what this has created <laughs> Alright so how many 
total movies did you see in 2019? Is there a little dip this year? Went down because earlier in the year I was doing my top 100 movies of all time. So I was rewatching a ton of movies in the first half of the year to prepare for that. So I didn't watch a lot from 2019. Uh, but I made it up <laughs> the second half. So I think I think I bit was around 90 some last year. But I was only 75 this year. Uh, oh, there was a lot of documentaries in there too, and I think I decided last year I wasn't going to rank those unless something just really blew mm-hmm. me away. So we're going to start with the documentaries and just list the ones I watched from worst to first, real quick here. I watched some League of Legends documentary, like uh, it's a game, video game, and it was just about the people making it and people playing it and all that. It was the worst one. <laughs> Well, documentaries are almost always interesting in some form. There was that one, that lady, the inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, we watched. Didn't you watch that, Cliff, where she was making a little tiny mm. ways of testing your blood? It was a big deal. Anyway, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't ring a bell. I watched two. <laughs> it's uh, at the bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I, I, we're yeah. moving on. I, I, I watched two documentaries about the fire festival remember that early? Oh, that was a thing yes, way yeah. back earlier in the year there was man one of, people really cared about that yeah there was one in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> that is so 2019 um yeah those are both fine i need a cheese sandwich uh yeah i, I watched american factory that's one of them obama netflix things I just started that today. I'm was like good. about a half hour into it. It was, it was pretty good. It was like about, a, a, I think it was China, yes. working with yeah. Americans coming, you know, just working together to get a factory going and uh, owned by a Chinese um, company. And it was just it's very set, interesting. It's in Dayton, Ohio, yes. so it's local. This happened, you know, these different cultures happen to work together, and there's a lot of things they admired about each other. You know, it sounds it, like gung-ho. It does. It does. It is like I forgot about that. Yeah. Is that uh, Michael Johnny? Keaton. I want to call him Johnny Dangerously, yeah. but Michael Keaton classic. Yeah. Also nominated for an Oscar too in documentary. Oh yeah, ever. it was. Um, I watched Eye of the Beholder, that the art of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I watched Game of Thrones: The Last Watch. That was that documentary they had right after the series ended on HBO. Just about the making and the people involved. That was really good. Uh, Knock Down the House. It's a great, great one with AOC. Yeah, yeah that was really good. I Very enjoyed good. that. Uh, Lo- Love and Tasha, which was uh, about Anton Yelchin. It was uh, just about his life. I did not realize he had cystic fibrosis. Hmm. And just all the stuff he had to go through... As a, you know, every day, it was just amazing to find all this out, like his daily routine to have to deal with that. And I knew a girl with cystic fibrosis that died. And so it's, I know it's a very deadly <laughs> disease and that amazing. That's not what he died from, but it was a good, good documentary. Um, on Netflix, uh, we watched the devil we know mm-hmm. about locally. Yeah. So I, right here, yeah. So great documentary about how we're getting screwed, and like the most impactful documentary I watched this year was Leaving Neverland. That oh. whole Michael Jackson crap, yeah. <laughs> Torture like, for three hours, right? Yeah. 
I never watched more than the first half hour of the show base, so yeah. I'm still fine. It's like, watch it. I held his eyes open. Like, <laughs> like you do. Okay, so the worst movie I saw this year. Uh, High Flying Bird. And some people liked it. This was Soderbergh's, Net- I think it was on Netflix. It's about an NBA lockout and a lot of business opportunities and wheeling and dealing and I just was bored to tears didn't like it Larry Bird? <laughs> no no okay. Sue Bird it was just whatever I don't I don't know some people liked it I didn't a lot of people liked this movie The Standoff at Sparrow Creek was was on, on Hulu I think it's on Hulu right now and what do you have against birds? I, I they're at the bottom did you watch Bird Box? they're now? way at the bottom I don't like <laughs> birds get out of here birds there's, I was looking. There is another bird one way down here. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm still waiting on Condor Man to come on Disney+. Plus. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm still a little upset that it's not there yet. Yeah. So, uh, Standoff Sparrow Creek was... Um, it was like about this uh, militia. These, you know... Somebody gets... Some uh, police officer gets killed, and they believe it's some member of this militia... And they're worried, you know, they're trying to figure out which of them did it. And it kind of was a neat idea, but again, I thought it was done terribly, but some people liked it. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw. Dan Gilroy had weird uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo. Tony Collette. I mean, David Diggs was in it. Malkovich. It was... Interesting and kind of fun, but it was just a little too. Something much about that would never get me to click on it. I just couldn't. Yeah, it wasn't couldn't good. Cross that clicking threshold. Well, something barely better. Polar. Polar. <laughs> Do you watch that? Uh, it's number twenty on my list of twenty-five. Wow. So a little bit higher esteem than you. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So yeah, was he was a retired assassin that realized he's the target. Crazy. Mads Mikkelsen. It was pretty and a comic book adaptation. So. Oh, I didn't. I don't even yeah. think I knew that. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was way over the top, way violent. Yeah, everything I see, I've seen, you know, from here on was totally watchable. It's just like most year. I think I've said that every year. The majority people are like, "How do you watch those movies? There's got to be so much crap." Well, most of the stuff I enjoy watching. It wasn't nothing was really terrible. Uh, this is the craziest movie though I saw this year and I tried to get people to watch it so they could suffer also it was called Serenity and it was Matthew McConaughey on the boat and, yeah okay and it was it's on uh, Prime I think but it's like it. well it was ridiculous it was like you find out I'm just gonna spoil it. You so. spoiled it when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, so I'll spoil it again. You you find out towards the end it was a video game, and they they were in a video game. It was so ridiculous. It's worth watching for for the ridiculousness, but it is crazy. So Shazam, it's a little low on my list, Ooh, but it's wow. it's down there. Ooh, that hurts. I didn't like it. It was 15 on my list. Yeah. It's uh, I had good there. moments. It just wasn't as fun and bright as I see. Everyone else seems to think it was. Yeah, me. I thought. I, just, I I didn't 
It started out okay, mostly stupid. It didn't. I did not like the vibe of it. I just thought felt like it was too, too, too silly. And when there was at the end, when there's like a whole bunch of them, I was like, just stop it. Cliff's like, I loved it. Great. It's not. It's just not. For are, me. Are, were, I mean, you were familiar with the storyline and the yeah. characters. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not a big Shazam guy, but I watched the movie because oh. I tried it out. Yeah, it was just like the comics. Yeah, it's like whatever. I don't remember that guy being a big jokey whatever, and I really thought it was stupid how much dumber he was as an adult. That was the only part I did not care for. Didn't make any sense. Like, why was the kid smarter smarter than the adult version? Yeah, that didn't make any sense because he's supposed to be a kid. Right. He's supposed to be a dumb kid. That's the whole premise. So be a dumb kid before you change it. Yeah, that was the only part I didn't like. It wasn't terrible. Like I said, I just didn't love it. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff ahead of it. Oh my, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't dislike it, but it was just so much more good stuff. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely see. It was a fun time at the movies, I'm sure. Um, Her smell, Alex Ross Perry movie with Elizabeth Moss. She's one of the best actresses today. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm picturing. Moss Man from He Man. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss would smell like moss, but that's that's my own problem. That's the movie I want now. Moss Man. She plays like a self-destructive punk rocker or what you know, whatever. It's getting a lot of you know buzz. People like it. I thought it was fine. Didn't throw me. I watched Fighting with My Family. Florence Pugh, who's the new hot actress who's in everything. She's on several things on this list. Um where talking about that real life story of a girl, but you know, her family wanting to be wrestlers and she was the one that makes it. And I don't know. I think they didn't have the vibe figured out for this. It was, they're trying to be both funny and serious and not just yeah. didn't get it right. I saw it yesterday, the day before listed on Hulu popped up under movies. And I, it's and on I, prime now too. I think. Yeah. I, I almost clicked it and I was like, nah, I don't want to sit through that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Got some, it's a little sloggy in places. They should have stuck with it being funny, I guess. Okay, I watched a movie that last year came, came out on Prime. I talked about this a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, called One Cut of the Dead, where it came out on Prime for just a few hours mistakenly, and they took it back off earlier this year. Well, then everybody was like, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this. So I watched it, and it's, it's like a doc, it's a movie about a, movie crew making a movie about a movie crew getting attacked uh, making a movie about zombies getting attacked by real zombies it was just like the most convoluted so set up it did nothing looked natural it was just like i get what they're trying to do but i thought it was gonna be something else and it wasn't i i didn't like it as well as everybody else okay here's another bird movie i didn't care for the peanut butter falcon Said Shia LaBeouf and Zach Gotzigan, um, special needs guy. He did a good job. Shia did good. Dakota Johnson was in it. John Hawks, Thomas Hayden Church, Bruce Dern, John Bernthal, a bunch of people. It wasn't terrible, but it's just down there on the list. And I remember the trailer and thinking, oh, it looks good, but also kind of assuming has this very much it's very just preachy, by the numbers very, we're all learning lessons and living together and, and there was a couple things that it was funny because i said to, nick and i watched i was like 
You know what really bugged me? There was like something, one part early in the movie where the kid is getting bullied and they're, it looks like he's, you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's something where the actor, Charlie Wolf does something that he shouldn't have known to do yet. It's something hadn't happened yet and he's already doing it. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, they put that in the wrong order in the script and you're just acting it out and it's just terrible that they edited it. And left it like that. Just not good. I watched the movie the other day. I bet you did not see yet. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. No, not yet. Just came out to rent this week. Uh, it was number 60-something on my list. I'm not expecting much from it, but, you know, I've, I've stuck with Kevin Smith this long, yeah. so I'm going to watch it. I think, again... I like I like most of this stuff. So I did not dislike it. I watched the whole thing. It's exactly what you think it is. And there's some like little sentimental stuff in there. He's super sentimental now, and it. But there there's a there are some good moments uh, about stuff like that, and just like the relationship he has with his daughter and things. Now she's in it, and it's got everybody in it. Yeah. And I've heard that he smokes marijuana now. Yeah. I, so are there any references? I didn't know. Is that a spoiler? That? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's exactly what you think of this. Um, I watched a movie that has a great title, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. I have not mm. seen this yet. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I I kind of enjoyed it. Or what are we up into the sixties now? Yeah, we're in the sixties. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's sixty four. That was sixty four. Okay. Or Sam Elliott. Yep. It, yeah, Sam Elliott. He's he was supposedly the guy that killed Hitler, and now he's you know they need him to come. Now they need him to kill Bigfoot. And it's that's I, just, what, I have a. A moral problem with that, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, you watch it. Um, I watched Bodied with Joseph Kahn was is the director, and it was like uh, it's about like rap battles, and it's got this white redheaded kid starts doing it, and it's very edgy, I guess you'd say. It it had some neat ideas, but didn't live up to the hype for me. Always be my maybe. Cliff, you watched that on Netflix? Yes, I watched that. With uh, Ali Wong, Randall mm-hmm. Park, I actually, and uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and Keanu. And I actually really liked that movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was ex- It's a rom-com. Yeah, it was a rom-com. Yeah. Sure was. Yeah. Uh, another movie you watched, The Beach Bomb. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wish I hadn't watched uh, it. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Oh, it was awful. Well, it I remember Cliff explaining that movie, and then I didn't learn till later it was that Harmony Corinne director yeah. who it kids, I think. Mm. Like, so, like, it's oh, just, yeah. It's like, okay. oh, okay. The movie Cliff was expecting to see, yeah. right. not knowing that director and how weird he is. That <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah. It was... It was fun, and there was a lot of fun moments in it, but it, it was yeah, it was stupid too, Cliff. You're right. Uh, the Perfection. I remember being on Netflix earlier in the year with um, Allison Williams, and Steven Weber. It's crazy, and you know it has such an insane first half that it, the second half can't live up to it, but it's still 
you know, it had a crazy ending. Um, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Yeah, I watched that. It was pretty good. I like Between Two Ferns. John Wick 3, did you guys see that? Nope. I have not seen any of those movies. Oh, really? Well, they're, they are super hyped, and I'm not a huge fan of them. Neat action. Really great action, but, you know, they're getting all their stuff from the raid. I mean, that's where all the, this new slick action comes from. Is Yeah, you said you are never going to mention the raid again. Sorry. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> But uh, uh, two ferns was my eighteen. Oh, John Wick was sixteen. Oh yeah, great action. One of the best action things in that. Uh, they're like in that. Uh, are they in a store or warehouse or something? And there's like knives and things that are throwing knives and doing all kinds of stuff. That's a great thing. And and I, I John just, Wick I knows like, how to fire a horse. He knows how to shoot a horse. Yeah, a horse. And I don't mean v, at a horse. He shoots with a horse. Horse v motorcycle chase. Yeah, I like I like I just like two better though. It was a little tighter. Yeah, and I liked and I but I liked how two amped up the ridiculousness of it, and all, the world bit with the coins and the secret society and every hobo on the streets a secret assassin yeah. like that. I just I was like yes, go all in for that. Yeah. So three just didn't up it for me. It just didn't three really, didn't do anything really felt new. to me like it. Nothing not made sense to me. There was cool stuff with the dogs. I oh, mean, yeah, lots was, of cool action. It was a good action, but. Anyway. The story feels like they were spending all their time setting up John Wick 4 and not just dealing with what they'd set up the last movie. So and then, Yeah, it made me scared of dogs, though. Yeah, oh yeah. The dogs will mess you up. Those, yeah, I don't want any of that. Uh, watch, isn't it romantic with Rebel Wilson, Liam Hemsworth, Adam uh, Devine? Oh, yes. I mistakenly... Where she hits her head and now she's like... It was horrible. The Bachelorette or something type thing. She's living in a fantasy world. Or mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that bad. It was all right. Uh, late night. Is an Amazon movie? Um, mm, how was that? That was Mindy Kaling. It's pretty good. It's more Emma Thompson than Mindy was Kaling. It? Yeah, uh, you realize as you, it's more Emma Thompson's vehicle, but she does a good job. Yeah, she's, I like her too. She's so. really good. It's it's worth watching. I liked it. Uh, she plays, sorry, she plays like a late night host that's getting pushed out, mm-hmm. you know, and she mm-hmm. has to try to change things up and start, you know, making it more her show instead of just doing what she's been doing all these years. And it was pretty good. Brittany runs a marathon is on prime. It's about this like heavy girl, uh, Jillian Bell is her name and the actress. And she like decides to make some positive changes, she's going to run a marathon. It's just her getting ready for that. She's kind of a funny character. It's got some. It's got heart, too. Honey Boy. That's the movie Shia LaBeouf plays his dad. And that new kid, um, Noah Jupe and Lucas Hedges, both play the Shia LaBeouf character. Uh, Noah Jupe was in... Is, no, he was in um, Quiet Place and a few other things in the last couple of years. He's one of the newer young kids. And Lucas Hedges has been in all kinds of movies also. But um, it was pretty good. Went and saw that in Athens. Shia LaBeouf was great. You know, he he is, I think he's a really good actor. And he, you know, he, I watched an interview with him talking to me. He was just like, I was in... Um, 
rehab and my career was over, you know, a few years ago when he was nobody, everybody thought he was crazy and everything. And he's like, that's when he wrote this. And he was like, I was just trying to write my way out of this place. And so I started dealing with things and it's basically about how he would use his things that happened to him when he was younger to fuel his acting and scenes. Like he's, he's like, I can go there cause I know what it feels like you know, to have gone through this stuff. But his therapy was telling him to try to deal with that stuff and get rid of it. So he wasn't going to have it anymore to use and just the complexities of that. It was interesting. But it wasn't as good as Stuber. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of you guys saw that. Mm -hmm. Camille Nagiani De Batista. He drives an Uber and gets hijacked for a stupid time. Um, it chapter two. Speaking of young actor kids, you didn't see the first one either. No, one I saw the probably. first one. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw the first one. Well, the first one was way better. You don't need to see the second one. That's some good ideas. There's a great Stephen King cameo, uh, because he likes to make cameos in a bunch of his movies, but he's like working in a store or whatever, and uh, um, James McElroy is playing a writer. And, you know, he's one of the kids grown up and he's a writer now. And, and he sees that Stephen King is reading this book. And, it, you know, well, the Stephen King character, whatever. He's like, hey, you want me to sign that? He's like, no, I don't like the ending. <laughs> Which is a great Stephen King joke because so many people don't like the endings to his books. Um, Downton Abbey. I went and saw the Downton Abbey movie. Well, I rented it, whatever, what came out. I like that show. I was, I've, did I, if I didn't mention it on our best series of the decade, I should have, because I got called out for that. <laughs> but it's it was a I really love that series from beginning to end. So it wouldn't have made my top ten, but I, I did like it. I watched Wild Rose. Well, by the way, Downton Abbey. It was it's just about oh my gosh, gotta clean this place up. <clears throat> It's all it's ever been. We gotta straighten this place up quick. Anyway, Wild Rose, um, Jesse Buckley. I don't think I'd ever seen her in anything else, but she's apparently been in some things. She, I was looking at her stuff here. Yeah, I've never seen her before, but she was good. Like, good actress, singer. She's trying to make it. She lives in. Um, she's Scottish. She's trying to get to Nashville to be a country singer, and she can't get out of the country and go do it. And she's struggling, and it's just her whole process, uh, you know, trying to learn to be a mother and deal, you know, live the life she's handed. And it's got a great, you know, good song moment at the end that brings it home, which has an amazing story behind that. Mary Steenburgen apparently was in some sort of accident or something in the last couple of years and when she got through it suddenly she it had awoken some something in her it's a crazy story i remember hearing about that and now and suddenly she's like able to write all this music and these songs and stuff and she wrote this song at the end it's a i read this whole big thing about hmm. it it's a crazy story anyway glass where was glass on your list Glassed. dead last it was dead last yeah not that my hopes were super high, yeah. But I just I give Shyamalan I still give him the benefit of the doubt, and I it was just a mess. There was wasn't much as much as I love Unbreakable. 
that's the only thing yeah i could hang on that like yeah i used to like this yeah it's this high for me just because i like unbreakable <laughs> that i was still ready to and it just okay we put all the characters together from unbreakable and split and you have samuel jackson in a wheelchair and he doesn't speak for like the first hour of the movie and it's like you you're putting them all together to see how they interact and he doesn't for half the movie. It's like what are you doing? Oh, you're not making me want to watch it again. I know that. Yesterday. Do you see that cliff? No, that's the movie with uh where the guy wakes up and nobody has ever heard of the Beatles but him. Right. And he happens to be a singer. Yeah. Plays piano, guitar and whatnot, so he starts playing Beatles songs and it's amusing. It's amusing him trying to play. I like seeing he's trying to play Hey Jude for his parents. And they keep interrupting him. They get phone calls. And they're just like, it's no big deal. And they're like, he's like, but this is the greatest song ever. And they're like, well, well. <laughs> you know, well, you know, a little fool yourself, you know. I think what I didn't like about it was they totally wasted the concept. Like, I mean, it was such a waste on this happy-go-lucky movie when I want to see the sci-fi version of what would the world be like if the Beatles hadn't existed. Because this did not figure that out. It was very... Okay. Dragged across concrete. Dragged across concrete. You saw this, right? Yeah, I just saw this one very recently. S. Craig Zoller, he did. Bone Tomahawk, which with... Kurt Five Dollar Bill, Russell, and Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. But I like both of those movies a lot. So it was on Cinemax. I had a free weekend one weekend. I said, "That's a Mel Gibson movie. Who cares?" And then I saw the director. I'm like, "Oh, that's that guy." And I know you had liked those movies. Like, "Oh, it's a pedigree director. Maybe I could give it a chance." Oh, it's two hours and forty minutes. Hmm. (laughs) And it's it's ugly there's parts of it that are just ugly yeah it's not a fun watch it left me feeling kind of icky so i had to put it in 19 but it's quality made yeah but it just didn't it has moments you can see that there is interesting things he does but it had felt like it had an agenda to be gritty i mean his stuff is gritty and it purposefully but it's trying to like I, it does feel like it's trying to sell, sell you that the good old days and we used to, to be able to do whatever we wanted and to make you okay with Mel Gibson again everybody right. you've been too tough on Mel Gibson <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you Captain Marvel hmm. so that's probably I had that at 13 yeah. so just barely above Shazam yeah I liked it more the second time I watched it than the first. I've never gone back a Me second either. time. I have no I keep meaning to, but I yeah. And it did, it was fine. I remember thinking it was kind decent. By the numbers, it's, we're yeah. so spoiled with Marvel movies that I, I really like Sam Jackson in that yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretending to be younger, mm-hmm. barely be able to run around. <laughs> yeah. Dark waters. That's basically the dramatized <laughs> version of the devil we know. Yeah, I'd never really heard any feedback on that. How long did that? I mean, I assumed it played around here, but oh, yeah. it wasn't out long, was it? Played in Parkersburg in one in their smallest theater. Mm, sounds about right. Holds about fifty people. 
when I went and saw it, it was standing room only. People were in there. It's like, hey, this is the town it happened in. Maybe you would Mm want to, like, give people the opportunity to see it. And they did end up keeping it longer than they had intended um, because everybody was going to see it. And like I said, this is about the whole DuPont Mm -hmm. thing and, you know, just about the forever chemicals and how, you know, just explain all that. That, The document, I would have liked it better if I had already seen the documentary and knew every detail. Uh, This was... And this was just a such a paint by numbers, one lawyer against the world, you know, yeah. representing these people. And oh man, we're gonna bring him all these files and overload him with it. And he has to dig his way out to find the stuff. And it's just like it wasn't that well done. It didn't do anything new or super interesting. And I prefer the documentary. And I, I. Those I realized those kind of movies. There's always a distance where you watch, like, oh, those poor people. It's such a shame <laughs> bad stuff happened to those people. It's like, oh, those are me. Those, yeah. That's me. I'm, yeah. I'm them people. Yep. Yeah, and they, but just them showing, like, you know, in both the documentary and the movie, just the fact people getting their blood tested. You know, at the end, it's like I got my blood tested. <laughs> you know, it's like it's crazy, but. It was fine. Um, the report on Prime. This was Adam Driver. Uh, it was all about the study into the deten- CIA's detention and interrogation program, the waterboarding and all that stuff. And him and um, Diane Feinstein. He played Daniel Jones. Annette Benning played Feinstein. Um, it was really good he does a really good job there's a couple scenes that you know he he'll keep in his reel in there because it was you know just excellent stuff but you know again it didn't blow me away i've seen the story you can only watch so much corruption before you're like eh, it's not fun anymore triple frontier that's fun corruption you guys watched that earlier on in the year, or you did for sure, Jordan. And I and I just recently was like, I, you know what, I'm going to watch it. Because I remember you said it wasn't that bad. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. I, I had it at 22. Just, you know, good actors and an interesting story. But yeah. not, nothing, you know, super. I had such a big cast. You know, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, Pedro Pascal. You know, they... I think the only thing that ruins... Mo- ruined well just doesn't help movies like that is when they decide make dumb decisions i like when they you know there's a cool action movie like that and they're gonna you know get away with the movie one more job or whatever it's just when they make stupid decisions like okay the story doesn't make sense anymore they always gotta stay too long long shot we all saw long shot that's the seth rogan yes yeah and uh charlie's throne yeah, I, I never know what to expect with Seth Rogen because when it comes, typically if it's a Seth Rogen James Franco movie, I don't even bother with it. But some <laughs> of his stuff I, I really like, and other stuff I just it does nothing for me. I remember this was originally going to be called Flarsky when it was announced the year before. Mm-hmm. There's like this movie's coming out called Flarsky because that's his name in the movie is yeah. Fred Flarsky, <laughs> and luckily they changed it. To something yeah, else. I really liked this stupid. movie. I thought it was fun. It was a you know romantic comedy with Charlize Theron. She's and, playing a politician running for president. Yeah, and whatever. she was really good in it. Yeah, and she's 
great. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I, I don't appreciate her. I had because I had just seen Tully shortly before that, which is a that's, very opposite. That's a far superior movie. Yeah, but it's like you know her role in that is kind of an overweight. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got love handles and stuff. And she's kind of a mess of a, of a mom struggling. And then this super well put together, you know, yeah. Washington elite. Like she, her range. She can do is, it all. Yeah, she's terrific. This movie, I put number 10. It's in my top 10 of the wow. year. Wow. Obviously, I didn't see a lot. <laughs> the next movie I see will bump it out of the top 10. But for right now, I, said, I right. had no expectations. Yeah. It's just a rom com. I have no problem with that. I, I just enjoyed, enjoyed it. it the heck I out of it. Absolutely did. And I, I would recommend it, was, it if I was going to say, what? If a couple was looking for something to watch, yeah, watch that. You're yeah, gonna have a good time. It was just funny for that's the number one job is to be funny, right? And then it had some good, you know, social commentary too of making jokes about her being a woman and like, well, why does it? Well, yeah, you're a woman, like that kind of like yeah. women in politics kind of, you know, oh, let's laugh at the the current political system too. So right, so he she knew him from school and he's a speechwriter, so that's what it, he becomes her speechwriter. Just they, you know, it's all, it's the ridiculousness of him being with her, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And it just felt like when I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's another knocked up. It's all, it's just a schlub who doesn't, yeah. who doesn't, you know, deserve to be with this hot chick. But it's, it's more than that for sure. What's the movie called Paddleton on Netflix? Ba- the bear, the British bear in the raincoat? Not, not Paddington. Mm. Although there was a lot of marmalade in it. No, um, <laughs> this was, uh, Mark Duplass and Ray Romano. Oh, I remember you mentioned that. It was good. It was uh, one of them is dying of cancer, terminal cancer, and they just have they just live in the same apartment building. It's one of those things where they live together, became friends, start you know all you know their apartments one's above the other, and they'll play pat the Paddleton's a game they made up that they just play out in the parking lot or whatever, but it's all about this you know. Guys dying and uh, this friend, you know, helping him, dealing with it, and you know, watching him die, basically helping him die. And uh, I thought it was really good. And Ray Romano does really good in it. I I would recommend it. Um, a few weeks ago, I watched The Nightingale. It was on Hulu. Bird, huh? Bird. Yes, it's a bird movie. No, <laughs> it's set in eighteen twenty-five. And man, anytime you get back in there, all I can think of is how uh, the women in that time are so like in danger. Sorry, you know what I mean. There's like, and I'm sure they were like, I don't know. You always get the vibe like somebody's gonna hurt one of these women. You know, or come to your farm and do something. I don't know. It's just like this definitely was that movie. It was about that, but just terrible, awful things happen. And this woman goes, tries to get revenge. Her and a native of, I'm trying to think where they were. It was a, oh, Aborigine. You know, she's a, she's Irish. There's British soldiers and, Anyway, in the Tasmanian wilderness, and she, she and an Aboriginal tracker worked together to try to get revenge, and it was it's really dark, but it was good. Uh, Dolomite is my name. That's that Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix. Did you watch that? What number was that? 
Let's find out. Uh, 28. Oh, 20. Oh, we're that far up? Okay. Are we? Yeah. Uh, it was my number seven, also in my top ten. I really, really liked it. Some of my early numbers are off because I started counting 75, but oh. I didn't count on the documentary. So. <laughs> um. But Craig Brewer, who I wish made more movies, did Hustle and Flow and Black Snake Moon, which are two of my great. absolute favorite movies. Yeah, great. So that def- Dolomite definitely had that same feel as Hustle and Flow of we're just going to make it. We got to do whatever it takes, you know, any means necessary with our own skills, our own talent. We're going to make it. And I, That's those kind exactly of stories, what this is, yeah. those kind of stories you ha- always get me. But yeah, the first what, half hour, 45 minutes didn't. It wasn't until they really got into the movie making that I, it, then I, it really clicked for me. So it was a little slow to get started for me. But I, once once it was in, I, I was all in. For oh, that. man, that scene with the bed and stuff was so funny. And so, I, yeah, I just love that. It's like, we're going to make our own thing and do whatever we got to do. And I had no, I'd never heard any of his albums or I've never watched any yeah. of the original movies. So I'm sure there's a ton of references. And, yeah. you know, they kept showing... Drive the car, drive the car. Like I'm sure you know that's straight that's out. That's like of a it, yeah. you know a, a fan favorite scene because they showed it like four times. But I just, even without those connections to the source material, I I still enjoyed the heck. But of Eddie Murphy was all in the whole time. He was not like too good to do anything in this yeah. movie, and I, I I I thought he was great. Book smart. Did you watch that? No, you should watch I didn't that. Get to that one. I would think you would like that. This was the one directed by Olivia Wilde. Did you watch that, Clef? No, my it's got my, it's got freaking crazy Billy Lord in it. Yeah, I came home from uh, somewhere, maybe work one night, and uh, my my wife was like, "Well, we started to watch this movie your daughter picked out." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd go. To, it's a go to your room, Carly. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. peek your head out the door, Carly, but don't uh, <laughs> yeah. don't stick around. No, I didn't see it. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Caitlin Deaver, Beanie Feldstein, which is Jonah Hill's sister, Jason Sudeikis. Jonah Hill is her brother. That's true. Hmm. That's true. But yeah. they, it was good. It was, I thought it was really good. It's just a high school movie. Basically, these girls are kind of goody two shoes and hit the books. Did you know everything right in high school because they want to go to good colleges and they find out, you know, they're getting ready to graduate and all of a sudden. Everybody else that dicked around is going to cut good colleges. Yeah. And so they're like, whatever, we're going to have one last night of partying like everybody else. And it's just like the girl super bad, you know. Man, I'm glad I dicked off in high school. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Um, Ad Astra, that uh, Brad Pitt goes to space to find his dad. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> no, I did like it. I thought I like that sci-fi, timey space stuff. So have we crossed over into? They're all good. Where mm-hmm. you're? These are all recommended. These are all. Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, I think in retrospect, I probably wouldn't have this above like Booksmart or Dolomite, you know. But it's where it is. I, I'm not out recommending Ad Astra now, but I liked it. Fine. Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. This is a really uh, dads across America will love this movie, and I'm sure they went and saw it, and I did. And I'm a dad, and I liked it. 
I like cars and it's and Christian Bale and Hat Damon. He put his this is this is the origin of Hat Damon where he put on a put put on a hat and suddenly he's Carol Shelby and didn't do half the job that Christian Bale was doing, but it was good. They kind of told the story of Le Mans and the battle against Ferrari to try to be the top dog. The best part of the movie is Tracy Letts playing Henry Ford the second, I believe, and he's just the sh- getting in the car with Matt with Hat Damon. Dri- he drives him out in the GT40 or whatever, and it just him realizing, I'm like he ha- it was obvious he'd never rode in this race car before. He's like taking him out and sh- showing him what it does, and just tears. You know, you're, you think that it's like scaring the crap out of him, but and it is. But it's more just like, oh my gosh, if my grandfather could see what ca- cars have become, like what has come from this. It's just, a, it was a really nice moment. Bombshell. Speaking of Charlize Theron, um, I think she's nominated for something for this. I don't. Yeah. I know Margot Robbie is. Yeah. Uh, it's her, Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, has some like prosthetics to make her look like Megan <laughs> Kelly. It's all about the Roger Ailes stuff, and you there, watched there, the documentary, right? Yeah, now. I wa- No, I watched the uh, Russell Crowe oh, oh, yeah, miniseries yeah. on Showtime, so I got the full <laughs> experience. Yeah. And that's the reviews I heard. The movie just kind of didn't go for the throat it played it a little safe and tried to not show all the horrible things that happened yeah. but just kind of glossed it implied it, it implied a it lot implied of the, the horrible things it didn't show him john lithgow played roger ailes he was great i thought he was really good but i kind of would want to see that other thing you saw because they all did fine and it didn't like make anybody look better than they should or anything it's the, it's just it was it was good. It was good. They all did a good job. I don't know that anybody, anybody in that movie should be up for an award. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Toy Story Four. Mm-hmm. You heard of it? Heard of it? Solid. I barely remember it, but it's pretty high on my list. I liked it. it had Duke Kaboom. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember being freaked out by that Howdy Doody doll. Yeah, yeah. That thing was pretty creepy. creepy. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. <laughs> Uh, it was good. I like that. Yeah, it was, I liked uh, it. was unnecessary, but mm-hmm. did not ruin the series. It was still. That's all we could ask for. It, hey, anything that gave us Forky, I'm okay with. Yeah, Forky is a hit. Yeah, Forky's the baby Yoda of Pixar. Oh. I, pre- I think I prefer Forky. <laughs> I prefer Forky. Yeah, Forky been... ask a question. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. The Art of Self-Defense. So Riley Stern's movie, um, newer director, I believe. He, it's got Jesse Eisenberg. It's really dark. It's like he gets like uh, attacked and he decides to start learning karate. And I think it's karate, whatever. It's one of those. And karate. He's, and he's, it's just, it's really odd and I would definitely recommend it. It's a very indie movie. Imogene Poots is in it. Um, 
but I like Jesse Eisenberg, and this is the, exactly the type of movie he should be doing. He, when he goes to buy a gun, it is hilarious. Just the things the guy says when he's selling it to him that it's just so true. So like, you can't buy that. Uh, you have to wait, and then you can it just. I can't, I can't do it justice. It's really good. Hustlers. That was good. Didn't see it. Well, it was pretty good. I, I wanted Willie to, Reinhardt. My wife wanted to go see it, and we just didn't make it. Speaking of something I didn't expect people to be getting awards for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not. Or nominations. Well, yeah. yeah. People are upset they're not getting awards yeah. for. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, some of the, you know, people looked over. But, yeah, Jennifer Lopez, if she was ever going to get nominated, she you know, she did a good job in this. And... Costas Wu, Julie Stiles, Lily Reinhardt. It was good. It was like they were. Uh, I'm trying to think what I would have compared it to, but it. But does it rank with the Serpent Dance? <laughs> it's how could it? It's her mean, performance, like she learned. I'm sure she trained for this movie by. You know, honestly, it's probably her audition reels. I don't I just remember. Watch my Serpent Dance. I remember. Cliff sharing a bunch of stuff about her like training for this, I think. But I don't. But that, I, sounds, that sounds like. Cliff. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. Honestly, I saw the movie and I don't remember her doing any dancing in it. Hmm. So, but she did a good job. You know, she played a, a very particular type of character that was very different from Riverdale Betty, and but she did a really good job. Uh, very entertaining. Yeah. I saw she was in. Um, maybe it was People magazines like top. 25 under 25 she should last be year so is she gonna be after the one, this movie is she gonna be the one that has a career she's after breakout, this show yeah well she's the breakout yes absolutely after spending the whole day watching riverdale today, <laughs> catch up for you guys uh I, I think she's she's the best um anyway they never, it was it was a better movie than you think it is i i mean I, it's i don't know that it necessarily this isn't Demi Moore's striptease movie. No, yeah. this is not the Burt Reynolds, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, this is more serious. They are hustling, you know, deciding, hey, we're going to take advantage of these men instead of them taking <clears throat> advantage of us. And it was really well done, just showing how they're going about it and everything. And it was, it was good. Um, Midsummer. This was that Florence Pugh I mentioned earlier from Fighting with family this is Ari Aster who did hereditary you know these are the the new horror directors that really creepy uh weird horror that you know gets to you not necessarily comfortable to watch this isn't a paranormal lamps flying around the room this is this this is a horror in broad daylight like where they go in Sweden I think they go to a festival it's one of those deals where it's light almost all the time and it's the first horror movie I've ever seen where there's no darkness at all and it was really good um, still like hard to walk away with a great feeling and say that was a great movie because I just feel uncomfortable mm. but and it has a very similar vibe to Hereditary this guy definitely has a but feel. if its point is to be unsettling oh it did its job it, succeeded it did its job unsettling you yeah she was great. It's got a lot to it. If you like horror movies, you should check it out. We're getting into like the really good ones, so let me burn off the junk at the bottom of my list. So, okay, okay. So I don't talk. Okay, do it. Uh, 
My 24 was Six Underground, the Michael Bay action movie with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Netflix movie. Uh, it just, like, Michael Bay is like, I want to be more Michael Bay. And it was just over-the-top violence, crazy, and, like, showing, you know, I, I, I don't mind action movies. They're fun. And, you know, I, you know car crashes. But he went, he took pains to show the human suffering of all of this. But not in any critical way. Like, every car crash showed the guy driving, like, getting crushed or impaled by something. Or, like, the guy falls out the window and the car rolls over on it. Like, it was not bloodless violence. It was right. like, let's, let's me show how incredibly violent this is. Isn't it fun? I was like, this, <laughs> it's just, this is creepy. Uh, the Dirt? Did you watch that one? No, I remember you guys did. Okay. But it didn't do it. I knew it wouldn't be higher on your list than that. Yeah. That's the yeah. Motley Crue... I like Molly Crew, but I had no want to watch these people pretend to be Molly Crew. Yeah, it was it was watchable, but not exciting. Uh, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah, you did go see that. Yeah, yeah Fox. We wouldn't saw that, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think you guys did. Yeah, I think we did. Did we go? Did, yeah, okay, sure. I think we went. <laughs> I've blocked that. Sure. I think yeah. we didn't. Maybe Michael went with us. You now know, you're don't, crazy. Don't remember. What? Not a bad movie again, but yeah, just sort of it was the steams out of the Fox mm. thing, and it was just like uh, let's get it over with. Uh, my number seventeen, just watched the other night, In the Tall Grass, another Netflix movie. This was based on the novella co-written Stephen King and Joe Hill. It's a couple. They pull over on the side of the road, and they hear a kid in this sea of really tall grass going like, "Help! Help!" Like, where are you, kid? And they go in and they get lost in the grass and it's spooky and weird things are happening. But it does some cool stuff with uh, time and uh, supernatural sort of stuff. So it was it was worth a watch, but not yeah, that Yeah, somebody else said it was pretty good. I had Patrick Wilson and it was the biggest name. And my number 14, which I, I no one agrees with me on this, but the Hellboy movie. I had it above a couple of the other comic movies this year. I... I'm a huge Hellboy fan in the comic. The Guillermo del Toro movies were fine. I like them. And then this movie just, with David Harbour, just got... It was in theaters for like a week. Everyone, mm. critics hated it. Fans didn't like it. It just bombed completely. And so on HBO, I'm like, well, i got to give it a shot. And I just enjoyed it. It was just fun to me. And I don't want to say it's because, oh, I've read way more Hellboy than you, so I understood all these references. But it, did, it threw in 80 references... And characters and history and mythology and it was a mess, but it was just a fun mess. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe it's just you have to read a comic. You have to read the comic to understand all this stuff. And I asked a friend of mine, who's who's read them all as well. He's like, oh, I, I turned it off within like fifteen minutes. I'm like, okay, so maybe maybe it's just me. I was I was in the right mood for it, and I just I found it to just be enjoyable. It was not a good movie. Yeah. But it was just a pulpy. You know, had Lobster Johnson. The pulpy adventurer was played by uh, Thomas Hayden Church, and it was very like, "Come on, chum, we're gonna go out there." Right. And it was like, you he just had to be in it that sounds frame like of mind. It's exactly what Hellboy is. Yeah, so, so it's, it was all the stuff I like about Hellboy finally on the screen because Del Toro did a wonderful job, but he Serious. put his own spin on yeah. it. It wasn't the Hellboy coming off the page. So, yeah, those were those are ones I assume you hadn't seen by no. this point. Um. I think I'm at my 19th is The Lighthouse. This was uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And Robert Edgers is the director. He did 
The Witch we really liked. I know the mayor liked it. Um, this movie's crazy. Like, they're just gonna, they're just working at a life lighthouse in the 1890s. And, uh, there's so much to like about it. The only thing is, it's very confusing and things, what's going on, you know, type thing. But they do such a good job of annoying each other. Willem Dafoe was not nominated for anything that I know of for this. And that is a travesty. He was so good in this. It's, I mean, he, he had, he had one for a Florida project a couple years ago, but man, he's so good in this. Ugh, I, I, you just should a, watch a, it just for that. He gets a Poobah award. So. Yes. This is, I'm giving the Poobah award <laughs> to Willem Dafoe for this. It's it's excellent. It's just a this is a movie. This is I mean they went all out with the ridiculousness. Willem couldn't be here tonight, so accepting on his <laughs> behalf. <laughs> yeah, definitely worth checking out. I mean, I didn't. Nick and I just looked at each other like, "What the hell did we watch, just watch when it was over?" Like, did I like that? I don't know, but they were all in when they made it. So. It's in black and white. It's like in a four by three scale, wasting your TV. There's, a, I don't know what's happening, but I liked it. Take a big swing. That's fine. That's I, right. I don't this worry. is, yeah, it's not definitely not a cookie cutter movie. Spider Man: Far From Home. My number nine. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I just kept putting things above it. Like, yeah. yeah, it was really good, but yep. yeah, okay. I liked it. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> Um, the Irishman. My number five. Yeah, it is good. I thought everybody did a good job. <laughs> it's got a bunch of good people in it. <laughs> got a great director, but it didn't do anything special as far as I was concerned. It was three and a half hours of <sighs> painting houses. You know, I I thought the CGI was so bad that, you know, the aging, like, I, I whoever is giving them a pass for this, I'm not. Yeah, Poobah says no. If you're talking about Sam Jackson appearing old right. in digital de-aging, like, yeah, seeing De Niro kind of hobble around when he's supposed to look 40 and right. he's still kind of, like, wobbling. I mean, I mean you could have at least not called him kid early on you know it's like hey kid it's like what it's like this is an old man <laughs> i was like i don't know it's just like the the that did not work for me i thought that the aging was terrible I don't, they should have never even done that i don't even know what they're thinking should have had somebody else play him younger or something but yeah i liked a lot of the scenes i liked everyone in it it, yeah. it just it didn't have that forward momentum that the best of scorsese's movies do yeah they just push 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 to you know things just build and build and then it explodes everybody's was, great in it yeah. i love i love the i think like i was telling you the other day i like the idea of them dealing with oh you know there's you know scorsese's done all those gangster movies and things and it's like now this movie shows like hey you're aging eventually what was what did any of that matter i'm old you know, and so I saw somebody call it his 
Unforgiven. So it's looking back at a whole the, the century of gangster movies hmm. and you know the violence and you know where 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 are we now? Where did it get us? Yeah. I just don't. I think I don't know that it needed to be that long to get that point across. But I do want to re- rewatch it sometime. But uh, it was, it's up there. I liked it. Uh, one higher than that, the Joker or just Joker. I'm sorry, but. Todd Phillips' Joker. I had that at 11, so just... Yeah. That's kind of where I was with that movie. Like, yeah. it was good, but it was also... Uh, I don't yeah. know. It was just right middle of the pack for me. I don't like all the stuff surrounding this movie. All the... I don't... You know, it. I don't like what it represents, the I stuff guess. stuff people make two-hour podcasts about. Right. <laughs> yes. I don't like that, but I do like... I did like the movie, and I thought he did great job um he's definitely got just spoilers he's gonna win the oscar for best actor but he has never and i think he does a a really great job at this and he deserves to win one at some point so i'm fine with it being this year uh one above that us very earlier on the on in the year jordan peele's us Lapita Nyong'o. I mean, he has to have been like, when he sees the performance she gave in that movie as he's doing it, he has to be like, we're winning everything. Did she win the Noth- best actress in a Poobah award? Oh, she she is totally overlooked. I can't believe that she was not nominated for this. She was but amazing. Horror movies, it's always an extra step to get a genre. Yeah, but she Joker, has... Joker aside. Yeah, getting my, a genre my thing movie is she has been nominated before. So when you're usually, when you've been, once you've yeah. been nominated for an Oscar, you, you're you in the club or whatever, and they start paying attention to what you do. And she should have totally been up there again. So you loved this movie, right? I had it at number three. It's I, I, I and it could have been higher. I'm and I'm you know, I'm sad I haven't watched it a second time because there's a lot of stuff. I'm sure you pick up the second viewing. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, talking about you know, I, I'm not the horror's not my favorite genre, but it 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 was so creepy and unsettling, and had something to say about society. So yeah, when I pulled that, I told the story before when I got home from the movie theater at midnight that night, there was a deer in my yard. And it scared the ever-loving <laughs> crap out of me. Yeah, so, like, that movie that. was successful. Like, yeah. it, like, made me jumpy and creep me the heck out. So, that's all you can want from a movie. Yeah, that's good. El Camino. You said that wasn't on your list. Huh? Does that count as a movie? Or Yeah, I so count it's it a as movie. a TV show. No, so it's a movie. Not on my list. Well, I like Breaking Bad. I thought this was good. I, you know, it's more Breaking Bad. Best part to me is Jesse Plemons singing Yacht Rock, driving down the road. <laughs> That's the only thing that takes you out of it, though, is Jesse Plemons is way too fat in uh, this movie for when it's supposed to be set. But it, it made me think how cinematic Breaking Bad is, and it didn't do anything different, but... Just like the above view of the apartment that Jesse's searching, you know, they made it the exact size of the camera lens, you know, so and built this whole set for him to search and just taped him for hours so they could play it on sped up and things. Just, oh, yeah, the montage stuff oh, yeah. from Breaking Bad's second to none. 
But it's gonna if you don't have Netflix, it's gonna premiere on AMC here in a couple weeks. So oh, it's gonna it's right before Better Call Saul comes back, they're premiering El Camino on AMC. It's this high because I love Breaking Bad, and this didn't didn't hurt Breaking Bad. It was just a nice little treat. Little Women. I went and saw. This is a Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Should have been <laughs> up for best editing or or best adapted screenplay something she's she totally changed this is a famous book Louise May Alcott um, about you know it's been done before a couple times I know in the early 90s they did one and she changes the story and in the order of it she it starts in the you know where the normally where the story would end and flashes back and forth the whole time and it was as far as I'm concerned it was totally the way the story should be told she made some changes and to the script and just did a lot of things that fixed this story and uh, and I like period pieces like I said I like I liked it's all of a sudden it's a hundred years ago you know it's, it was it's cool everybody did good I like Saoirse Ronan's awesome in it and this Florence Pugh was in in this also. I think she's up for uh, best supporting actress for this, for playing Amy March. But Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for something. But she's a woman. She's a woman. She can't be nominated. Um, Jojo Rabbit, my number twelve. You didn't see this? No. This is this is a Jordan movie. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it was good. Man, just great acting by. The, there's a couple kid act. The main kid actor's good. The there's another kid in there that just looks like the kid from Up. He he just looks exactly like him. It's so funny. <laughs> He's great. It's just absurd talking. You know, dealing with. You know. Nazis and just want to be a part of something and you know Taika plays Hitler in a hilarious way it's so well done and the surprise to me actually is how good uh, Scarlett Johansson was in it she plays the kid's mother and she's really great in it really great this was a, this was her year um definitely recommend that my number 11 the farewell lulu wang this is that aquafina movie it it was a this american life episode at one time talking about this story of they their culture in china where sometimes they won't if a family member's dying they won't tell them Mm -hmm. so they don't start thinking about dying and maybe they'll live longer that way and they had to think of an excuse to go visit her grandma and so somebody has like a fake wedding and they go over there and visit her and Aquafina's great in it should have been nominated for something also not nominated right and also the overlooked the grandma that they're going to visit. I don't know that actress's name. She was great also and should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. It's ridiculous. 
but phenomenal movie surprising where it goes there's a there is a scene that i can't believe i haven't seen a gif of a million times um that just like where the story goes you're you're like is not what i expected i guess and someday after you've seen it we'll talk about it it is going to be on prime this month so okay that that was my number 11 we're at my top 10 a movie you've never heard of light of my life just randomly we were looking for a movie to watch one day this is Casey Affleck stars and directs at this movie that okay a parent and child journey through the outskirts of society a decade after a pandemic has wiped out half the world's population as a father struggles to protect his child their bond and the character of humanity is tested this is like the opposite of why the last man women there's a disease and his wife played by elizabeth moss and everybody all the all the women are dying so there's a very few females that were immune to it and he so imagine that world where you're raising a daughter in a world with no women i already can (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's it was really good we we really enjoyed it. I I was surprised by it. I I mean he's super problematic, <laughs> but yeah. but I really enjoyed the movie and I you know I I like that alternate future type things. What would happen? Does and, he have a big beard? Oh, of course, he's got a big oh, beard, okay. long hair. Of course, the bigger the beard, the more I can think. <laughs> yeah. Casey Affleck. It was great. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Number nine. Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, and it's not. This movie is not about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, Did you ever see so this? He's clip? supporting actor in this. Did you see this clip? You nope. didn't go watch this. I thought for sure you would. I watched this. the uh, the documentary yeah. on HBO. Yeah, that's but, about Mr. Rogers. Yeah, this is about Lloyd Vogel. <laughs> Who there was a there was an article years ago that they based this on apparently where a gotcha type reporter was going to go do an interview with him was trying to expose him for you know it can't possibly be like this and they based it on that and this guy has real issues with his father and he um and it's just about like him meeting with mr rogers several times and him help you know helping him deal with this but it's really about you know uh the main character is played by matthew reese from the americans and he does a great job just like he's just bitter and he's like dealing with family issues and mr rogers is explaining you know even he has problems and how he deals with things and everybody's good in it but honestly it's this high just because there is one moment in the movie that just kind of blew me away and i don't mind telling you what it is because it's not has nothing to do with the story but there's a moment where they're set it's i get i give props totally to the director on this her name let me see marielle heller let's try to see what else she did oh can you ever forgive me last year with melissa mccarthy that was a great movie um she there's a moment where they're like out eating at a diner and before they eat uh tom hanks says 
can we just stop for a moment? I mean, just a total Mr. Rogers thing or whatever. And says, can we stop for a moment and just think about those who loved us into being? And it's, I mean, the guy's like, what? You know, you're just like you would be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, I, I don't even know what you're ta- how I would do that. And he's like, he's like, it'll come to you. And he looks, kind of looks down and looks right at the camera and everybody in the restaurant who can't possibly hear him. I mean, it's a very surreal moment. Everybody kind of looks down and like 100% everybody in that theater was thinking about their whole life in that 10 seconds. It was just like, it was so well done and grabbed you. You couldn't help but like just think of everything in that moment it was amazing i mean i'm sure it didn't work for everybody but i've heard other people talking about this like how what that how amazing that moment was cultivated and that that's that's why that movie is as high on my list is how they did that and i love the vibe of that movie it's kind of a dark movie was not the movie people expected number eight rise of the jar jar or Star Wars on your list? Twelve. This Enjoy is this high. Star I, Wars, yeah, woo. Yeah. This is. But this, I just couldn't ignore all the yeah. <laughs> problems I had with it. Yeah, this is this high because I love Star Wars, but I can't love it more than these other actual great movies that are above <laughs> it. So, Star Wars is your number one on your list, right, this year? Huh? I have no idea. Oh, God. I don't do lists. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Knives Out. Oh, my number two. Number two, yeah. Ryan Johnson, incredible cast. Who done it? We're going to get more of this. Best final shot of any movie this year. I don't know. I loved it. No complaints. Just a tight mystery movie, but also subverting the you know the typical mystery you expect you know you learn things earlier than you thought you would and they withhold things longer oh, than yeah. you thought so really well structured really well written perfectly acted get they they get you to root against people figuring out what happened <laughs> and then and then flop that on you it's yeah. very well done so he wrote that for 10 years and now they're going to do a sequel and I sound like well you don't have 10 years so <laughs> I don't know that the next one can be as good, but and also has something to say without you know, pounding you over the head with amazing. it. Amazing, a very I, subtle social commentary. I watched it. The people I watched it with did not get get the message. Uh, so the uh, some of the more blatant stuff that they're probably like, yeah, well, to have Chris Evans have Captain America himself tell the. Uh, the the maid who was of Latin descent. We don't. They never specify her home country. They wanted. To they named it, five different. They countries. wanted to keep it broad to have her have him tell her. We invited you into our family and you took it from us. Yeah, it was such a powerful thing to see Mister America himself. Yeah, you know. I had to explain someone. that to everyone after. So I was like, "Did you not? Did you hear what he said? Uh, it's like this is they're he's they're making a point." And, well, whatever. Uh, anyway, it was good. Uh, number six, 1917. I went and saw this twice. Um, 
This is that Sam Mendes movie, Roger Deakins, the goat cinematographer, uh, movie set in World War One. Obviously, it's about two British soldiers, Schofield and Blake, and they're given the seemingly impossible mission, a race against time to cross enemy territory and deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack that would kill hundreds and hundreds of soldiers. And one of them is their brother. Private Ryan. Yeah, basically. Gotta go say Private Ryan again. But it has the illusion of being filmed in one shot. And they do a really good job of hiding the cuts and things. And so you always feel like you're, you've are you never left these guys. It's so... I, I, I've seen it twice and I st- I'm just still amazed how they make something... You're half into hour into the movie and you feel like you've been with these guys for 12 hours you know it's just but you've never left them i don't know how they pull that off but it's it was really good i love it definitely recommend it i would say go back in time and watch it in the theater i feel like that to me is the front runner for best picture coming up it's up there i'll try to think what i think let me think what i think with best picture because it's I, just it's the traditional you know it's it's a it's a, a, a pedigree director it's a war it's big and epic you know big screen movie it's technically you know clever it just seems like the kind of thing the academy really yeah goes for i i would say then that my next movie is what i want to win best picture but 1917 i would be fine with that i just would prefer if it was I know this is crazy because my number five, it's not the best picture on my list, but <laughs> it, it, it's just, this is more of a favorite list. I think this is pr- possibly the best movie on this list. It's Parasite. This was Bong Joon Ho. Um, it's got subtitles, uh, but it's uh, this family that who are all employed. Um, one of them starts working for a wealthy family. And I don't want to give anything away. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you that it is an eat the rich movie, just like Knives Out. You know, it's a, it's there's been a lot of that this year. And I, I just think I wouldn't want to spoil anything about it. I think everybody's great in it. Uh, the overlooked, the, the dad of that poor family is the one should have been nominated for best supporting actor and but you know he wasn't you know i don't know why um but this movie i'm i'm lucky that so many movies that are in my top 10 are nominated for best picture this year so i'm right (laughs) you know i'm gonna be happy probably with whoever wins but this i would love it if this movie won it'll definitely win best foreign or uh that's not what they call it anymore you know what they call it now? Uh, best International? Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. It's not Best Foreign Language anymore. Anyway, this will definitely win that. But I'd like to say it win Best Picture. Number four, Uncut Gems. This is the Adam Sandler movie the Safdie brothers did. They had Good Time, Robert Pattinson last year. and But they've been working on this, writing this movie for a while. Adam Sandler was great in it. It's, I thought it was great. 
really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's very, uh, my neck hurt after watching it. I think I said it was just so uncomfortable watching this guy do all the wrong things. My number six. Uh, I didn't feel the same level of stress as you watching this because it felt like your life real to me, like my <laughs> life. He owes everyone money, has to borrow from this to pay that. And yeah, it's, it's like, Michael. that's how I've lived for the last decade and a half. Like, oh, this bill's due today. got to make sure that money's in that account. Move that over here. Like, I'm living. <laughs> I'm living uncut gems right now. Uncut <laughs> comics, I guess. But it's his own fault. And yeah. like, even when he... Things go right, you know he's going to screw it up instantly. Yes. And it's just, it's frustrating to watch, but it's also fascinating. Yeah. And another Lakeith Stanfield performance yeah. that just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Kevin Garnett was great in yeah. it for what he did. The yeah, I feel like if I was a bigger NBA fan, there would be it, less it, drama. Yeah. Like if you know who won the NBA finals right. that year, there'd be a little less uh, yeah. drama. But Yeah. The... Uh, and I, I think that was a great ending. Uh, that's an ending is important, and I think this movie has a, a really good one. So definitely recommend that. Okay, I'm a little nervous. My number three is a marriage story. Did you watch it? I did. What did you think? My number eight. Number eight. Okay. Well, I made your top ten out of twenty five. <laughs> I loved this movie. I this okay. This is Adam Driver. Scarlett Johansson, as it should be called a divorce story, because they 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 don't like each other anymore. <laughs> but I think that was his point of like showing the whole this is, marriage. Yeah, you know, right. it's not just this one part of the marriage; it's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But there is so much I like about this movie, like so much. I've watched it three times. I love the last fifteen minutes so much uh the whole thing's good but it's just an acting tour de force um it also has ray liotta is amazing um alan alda is alan alda and great he needs to be in more stuff um uh, this is noah bombach directing it. he i was telling you I, I think he's like the modern day woody allen type movie you know of relationships and you know constant conversations going on uh, also laura dern was played um nicole's divorce lawyer or whatever she's i would say she's the sh pretty sure bet to win best supporting actress i kind of would have preferred to watch her movie because she like every second she was on screen was just magnetic like i wanted to just follow her around but yeah she was good yeah I had a one complaint about her. I thought uh, when they first, when she get first goes to see her and she's giving her the, you know, she's trying to reel her in. Yeah. And that was so obvious. It was like, are you really playing Nicole for a fool? Yeah. You know, like to fall for it because you're really like, it's just too schmoozy. But other than that, she's like, the most beautiful Laura Dern that's ever looked. She is dressed to the nines. They when she is sitting on the couch, like perfectly posed in the center <laughs> of the frame, like with flowers around her. I'm like, wow, they're really 
Going for it. But... <laughs> the music is amazing. I can't wait to get the vinyl. It's just gorgeous. But no, I yeah, I really liked it. It just didn't. I just have there's a barrier to me with this kind of movie, and especially Noah Baumbach does of really well off people who mm. just they got problems like you and me, man. And yeah. it's like. They painted him as having financial struggles, but not where really. it's like, yeah, give oh, me a break. I'm getting grants and I, I'm turning down residencies, but I because I can't afford that. And it's like you don't, you don't yeah. have the same problems as a lot of people. No, yeah, you There's just don't. I see what you're saying. There. You're like so, the poor. But movies. I'm saying that's a that's a barrier to me. But it's not, it doesn't discount right, right, right. anything. But yeah, I thought the performances were terrific, and the scene, the long monologue Scarlett Johansson yeah. gives was just the, probably the highlight of her career. Yeah. But about halfway through, I'm like, you know, she's... That's the writing number one advice any writer gets is show, don't tell. And that was like 10 minutes of her telling everything. I'm like, I would really like to see all the stuff she's saying. Yeah. How they were close and then this happened. And like, she she explains everything that happened in the marriage. And it's like, you're just saying it. Like, yeah. why, why couldn't we see that? And that's a lot of this movie is people sitting in rooms talking about what went wrong right. and never really seeing it happen. But, yeah, the, the uh, not to spoil it, but the, the knife incident. Oh, it was amazing. Just the, him just, like, trying to get her out the it's, door. The, the knife trick is so good. <laughs> and, uh, and I have definitely done things like following that up where the kid is totally oblivious to what you're doing. <laughs> Like his, he could just be dead. <laughs> that kid does not know. Oh, we have to agree, everyone. This is an unsaid thing about this movie. That's the awfulest kid that ever lived. I hate that kid. <laughs> but I think this movie touched me so much. I'm divorced, you know. Whatever. I think anyone that you know, a lot you know, people have failed relationships, but. When you get close enough that you would marry someone, you open up your door and you arm them with everything. You give them everything about you. They know everything. They know all your weaknesses. They know what to say to hurt you the worst. Nobody could hurt you worse than that person that you're just you're just totally made yourself vulnerable in the biggest way and now they're going to use that against you someday and they're and percentages say <laughs> that that's going to happen and it's like the fact that people do that is you know i can't do that again <laughs> this is like you that's what this movie was to me it's just like they both have given each other all this ammunition to use against each other and they don't want to but they you know get controlled and you know the way things happen they have to start doing it and it's just it's so disheartening and like i'm sure most people going through that like well i'm not going to do it like everyone else right i'm gonna we do, we're do gonna that. we're gonna be okay yeah. we're gonna remain friends he's we're so gonna... like that the whole movie yeah this a lot of people complain that they think they make him look better like it looks like it makes him look better but i think you know having watched it three times which shouldn't be necessary but i i you it's so obvious to me that they're pointing out he's oblivious to all of his faults you know she obviously has dealt with his garbage for so long it's weird i i i was thinking it was too skewed the other way that he they were painting him as too bad 
Like, yeah. Well, it definitely, yeah, it's a, it's definitely he he is oblivious to it. He's but it's just the fact they make. I think people are surface level looking like like she's went to all these lawyers, so he can't go to all these lawyers. So it makes her look bad, and she's pretty mean to him in some conversations, you know. So that I think that's what people are talking about. And he's just like she wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, he, he tells everybody, no, she wouldn't do that. She yeah. wouldn't do that. We we would, which just shows this. how little he knows right. her. Yeah, yeah. The scene also Merritt Weaver. Oh, amazing yeah that scene where she is so good there's a lot of comedy in it too it's yeah not, it's not a dark you no. know dreary there's drama some funny there's stuff some really sharp showing comedy. how integrated he is in that family you know he comes in and just starts takes turkey out of the fridge starts eating yeah. it you know is it and there, she he gets so well well gets along so well with her mom and her sister and stuff and then that uh i don't want to spoil all the movie but it's good i i am going to say there that those aren't even the couple best parts to me. When he sings, he sings a song with 15 minutes left to go in the movie, and Sondheim is that right? That's who, who it is. It's a uh, being alive, and he sings the first verse about how awful it is. Basically, how somebody sits in your chair and does all these things, how it, you know, takes over your life. And he sits back down and he's like, nope, I'm going to finish the song. And sings about how, give me that. And you know, it's like, it's like I, I want that, you know. That, oh, that really makes you, there's some of that in the Little Women too, that same vibe with, you know, this year of like, I don't want, I don't need somebody, but man, I'm so lonely, you know. It's, it's some good stuff. And the final thing, you know, where I'm, I'm not gonna say. There's a moment where he is reading something and he pauses for almost 30 seconds, and it's just like so so good. <laughs> it really cut me. Great movie, fantastic movie. Um, it's like a lightsaber in the stomach. Yeah, he when he takes that lightsaber, <laughs> I was just like, gosh, not a game, Kylo. Okay, whatever. I'll stop talking about Marriage Story. But it's great. My number two. I think that's though, the first time we've talked about it on the podcast. We have, though, so yeah. This is, I had a lot about of these it. other movies we've covered in right. much more detail. It's so. number three. Yeah, it's top three. I'm not going to talk as long about the second one. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, I love Quentin Tarantino. I love this movie. Saw it a couple times. Um, Brad Pitt will win Best Supporting Actor for this. He's been nominated a couple times. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Oh, something else. Definitely been nominated as a producer. Now that he's produced a bunch of movies. Um, but plays Cliff Booth. He's great great in it. Um, but so, you know, Rick Dalton, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is great. Everybody's great. Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Uh, I really liked how... Uh, Quentin Tarantino, I listened to an interview he mentioned about her. She is a friendly ghost haunting this movie. Hmm. I was like, it's just, that's, that is right. That is exactly what she is in that. Um, and my favorite thing about the movie is the relationship between, you know, actually just Cliff Booth is really my favorite thing. Like being the stunt guy, he says early on in the movie, I, I carry his load. Everything. Rick Dalton is doing is 
being the actor and Cliff I'm Booth. I'm the unnamed stuntman. Right. Cliff Booth is doing it for real. In the middle of the movie when Rick is on a movie set of a western town dealing with against the bad guy in a or you know his foe in a movie. Cliff Booth is also on a movie set in a western town dealing with real stakes because he's the stuntman. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah, it was my number four. I said it wasn't my favorite Tarantino, but any Tarantino is right. excellent and worth watching and interesting. And what he did with the music and the set decoration, costuming, just like no other movie looks like a Tarantino movie. And just it doesn't matter what it's about even it's interesting to watch so even just driving down hollywood boulevard in a car is is fascinating to watch flipping all the lights on as it gets dark (laughs) oh so good yeah it's it's yeah it's not even top five probably for me of tarantino movies but still that's that doesn't mean anything it's still great hey my number one isn't it's not anybody's number one unless they're you know it's totally unless you're me (laughs) and you unanimous right yeah yeah this is your number one, obviously, yes, right? Yeah, yes. it's got to be uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, I cried. I mean, I cried at some of these other movies, but I I cried tears in that theater. <laughs> some of the best things I've ever my eyes have ever seen. <laughs> I've seen the glory. Uh, and it hasn't dimmed to me. Like I'm still. Like normally, I watch one of these movies and like there's a buzz to it. Yeah, it was exciting. And then you read and think, well, yeah, that didn't really like. But I have not been critical whatsoever with this movie. It just no. was fun and powerful and exciting and unbelievable. That we said a million times that it you even exists. They pulled it off. Yeah, should never have been able to be done. They did the. They no, I can't imagine anybody pulling this off again to do twenty movies and end it perfectly. You did it. And that, so it's got to be my number one, especially so, when it's something yeah, so no, close to my heart. No matter what great films are on this list this year, yeah, there's no movie going moment that may ever top that for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's hard Two to words, say. Avengers assemble. Wow, that was amazing. So we did it. That's it. That's was there anything you didn't say? No. Okay. So that was the movies of 2019 that we saw. We we loved. Um, I hope. Something on there sounded interesting. You're gonna, you should think you should check out. Maybe you didn't hear about. Um, yeah, that, that's why I use this years from now. I'll hear one of those weird. Oh, it's that Casey Affleck movie he mentioned, and I will yep. tune in because I yep. like it's our recommendation to you out there. So thanks again for listening. Uh, the Oscars are coming up soon, so it's. I took the week off. Really? Yeah. Well, just, I seriously did. Uh, I usually try to make sure I'm off for the Oscars, just because that's kind of my Super Bowl. Like you know, especially when it's a year like this, so many of the movies I liked are up for awards. Um, but it happens to be. It's I didn't just take the week off for that. It happens to be the same week as the All Winners Survivor premiere. And I also have D and D and Dragon Age that week, and our trivia championship is all that week. I took right, the whole week, right? So it was worth it. Is that when Lock and Key comes out as well? Or is that uh, it comes after? out two days before that week. Okay, so, so you'll have all week to. This is a perfect that. store. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. This is our annual Poo Ball Awards. Looking back at 2019, 
Uh, from now on, we're off into the future. Thanks for listening. My name is Jordan. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. I went everybody's head about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner with a bird, bird, bird. The bird is a winner with a bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner with a bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner with a bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner with a bird, bird. The bird's a winner with a bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner with a bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner with a bird, bird. The bird's a winner with a bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a winner with a bird, bird, bird. Well, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>